In this course, we wanted to look at the role of protest and environmental action because we were especially interested in getting students to think about the issue of participation and the different forms of participation in the political process that people can get involved in. Generally speaking, people probably will think about political participation as being about uh, voting, for example, perhaps at the very most writing letters to their member of parliament or their local council or something of that sort, maybe getting on the telephone, sending an email. But one of the things we were interested in doing is trying to get people to think about the various other opportunities there are, the various other ways that people could, as it were, insert themselves in the political process. And um, the issue of direct action is certainly one way in which they can do so. There's a discussion here which is very interesting about the nature of direct action and especially about the nature of whether direct action can or should be violent or nonviolent. And, of course, even within the violent bit, there are, there's a distinction to be drawn. Is it violence against people or violence against property? And what we have here is a person very robustly outlining that no violence of any sort is justifiable, but not so much justifiable in moral or ethical terms, but, but really tactically naive as he sees it. And he thinks that the best way to make an impact is by using direct action, but which is explicitly nonviolent both against people and against property breaking windows in Starbucks is the one that he feels isn't appropriate or isn't effective at any rate because it, tactically it turns people off and, and brings uh, protesters too close to terrorism, I think, as he puts it at one point. So he's in favour of other kinds of direct action, the kinds of symbolic action that sometimes you see people indulging in. And if one remembers or one sees very often pictures, for example, of when the Russian tanks entered uh, Czechoslovakia and the Czechoslovak protesters were putting um, flowers down the gun barrels of the people who were coming into the city, that's non-violent direct action of the, of, the, of the symbolic sort that this man, Steve Duncan, feels is especially important and impactful, if that's the right word. And so the examples he, he gives are of uh, people dressing up as clowns and so on and doing theatre outside um, political conventions and party gatherings and so on, which he feels are effective ways of, of, of drawing the attention of people to the issues that they're trying to raise, but in, a, in a, as I say, a non-violent way. And, and what he feels is that that way of going about things draws the sting, in effect, or would not legitimise any violent reaction by, on, on the part of the state or government um, forces against those kinds of protest. One example of, of protest is, uh, that we give in the audio is, uh, is environmental racism. It's a really, really good example, particularly in the United States of America. This is all based in what's come to be called the environmental justice movement, which in general has pointed out that um, when it comes to environmental bads, as it were, like landfills, one tends to find them disproportionately located in or, or near poor communities. That's regarded as an act of environmental injustice, and you might say that the environmental bad should be more, more fairly shared out. It's interesting to think about it in connection with environmental sustainability, which might or might not be related, um, because after all, sharing out the environmental bads from one point of view is okay, but from a sustainability point of view, what you'd want to do presumably is to reduce the amount of environmental bads there were. In other words, for example, reduce the amount of landfills there were rather than just share them out more equally. The study of protest fits into the rest of the course because of issues around participation fundamentally. The movement itself is another example of the way in which people have found themselves looking for alternative ways to participate in the political process when, as it were, more traditional ways of doing so have, uh, have been exhausted or haven't worked as well as they would have wanted. Protest is a form of, uh, of political participation and we were trying to get students to think about that element of it. And it also links in with the relationship between evidence and, uh, and argument because uh, protest is, is undoubtedly more effective when it's backed up by effective evidence and effective argument. The act itself is clearly very important. But if uh, the actors are able to bring to bear arguments around their case which appear persuasive, then inevitably that's going to make a massive difference to the way in which the case is received. 
And um, of course, the study of protests links very well with uh, the, the study that we were doing of the GM debate. The farm scale evaluations, that's to say the growing of the three crops that the uh, government was interested in having uh, assessed, a number of the farms were, were trashed by activists, for example, Greenpeace activists who would walk in in their big white suits and just simply uproot the plants. This is a form of, uh, of non-violent direct action, at least non-violent as regards people anyway, but violent to the plants evidently and not very good for the people that are trying to grow them either commercially, at least in terms of their financial interests. So those two elements, the uh, the GM examination on the one hand and the uh, debates around protest on the other, were two parts of the course that we felt fitted together really well. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.